today. Are you tired of living with stained and worn-out carpeting? Does the den look like bears spent the winter with you? Spring is here, and so is Empire Today's half-off-your-project sale starting now, but only for a limited time. Save 50% on a huge selection of carpet, hardwood, and laminate, standard padding and materials, and basic installation. Call the Empire Today half-off-your-project sale hotline now. 1-855-385-0681. Empire Today's free in-home estimates are easy and smart. Choose from high-quality flooring in the rooms where you'll use them with your lighting so you can see the color best. We'll do the measuring. You do the selecting and saving. But first, you must do the calling. Everyone loves the half-off-your-project sale. Even bears. Call the Empire Today special hotline. 1-855-385-0681. 1-855-385-0681. Empire Today. Select styles. Details at EmpireToday.com. SRN Survival Radio Network. for tuning in to Let's Face It with Will Strayhorn and Friends, one of the most informative and entertaining talk radio shows today. From social issues and trending topics to sex and relationships, no subject is ever taboo. So join us now for real people, real topics, real talk. Let's face it. Happy Sunday, everybody. It's April the 5th, Easter Sunday. A wonderful, wonderful, wonderful blessed day. Um, we are your hosts, Will Strayhorn. This is Janae Terry. And Donna Lattimore. And Alicia Brown. How was everybody's Sunday, Resurrection Sunday? Wonderful day here. How was everybody's was day, everybody's weekend? It was a beautiful weekend. It really was. I just have some collard greens filling, so my weekend is off. Mm. Did you cook them? <laughs> Did you cook them? Of course not. But oh, you can't cook, Danielle. <laughs> no, you I mean cook. I can't cook. I, I leave the chilling to my grandma and my mom. Okay. I, I can definitely that. do the greens, but I don't know about the chitlins. I, I tried them. I just, I just can't do it. But I can definitely get into the greens. How was your weekend, Alicia? My weekend was good. You know, like you said, it's Resurrection Sunday, um, and for me, that that is the biggest biggest time of the year. Um, when you think about everything that entails, that's just yeah. an amazing day. So right. great church service, great word was just awesome. You went to church today. Awesome. I certainly did. What time did you get out? What time did you get out? We were got out early. We were done like twelve. Oh, what oh, time did you start? We started at ten. Really? Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. We're we are on time. <laughs> we are on time. <laughs> but you know, we we typically have another church that comes in at twelve. Um, mm-hmm. another service, I should say. But we had combined mm-hmm. services today, but we just ended towards the same time. So it was nice. Mm-hmm. But speaking about Ooh. the weekend, yeah. One thing oh, yeah. that just weighed so heavily on my heart, and I know you guys have heard about it, um, was the attack in Kenya. Um, Thursday's attack was reported as the deadliest attack in Kenya since 1998. And, you know, if you don't remember that event, that was when the U.S. Embassy was bombed. But that event on Thursday, 147 people dead, 79 people seriously injured. And these were students. Um, at Garissa University, which is in northeastern Kenya. Um, the attack started about 5.30 in the morning as morning prayers were underway at the university's mosque, and the whole ordeal is reported to last about 13 hours. Oh. And, you know, they talked about how the men took dozens of hostages in the dormitories, um, you know, battling back and forth between between the officers and, and the the you know, different gunmen, and it was just terrible. Um, But I think what really struck me was the fact that they were asked the question, are you a Muslim or are you a Christian? And according to eyewitness report, if you said you were a Christian, you were shot on the spot. 
Um, you know, mm-hmm. this happens every day um, around the world, and, and especially yeah. in different areas. You know, but as we're thinking about Resurrection Sunday and as we're talking about the end times and, and Bible prophecies, mm-hmm. it's foretold that this is going to be something that is just common. Um, so we need to be prepared because that might be a question one day that's asked to us, and we're going to have mm-hmm. to give the answer. Yeah. Um, so my question on this table topic is, have any of you been in a situation where you had to stand up for your beliefs, including there might have been some dire consequences that came along with that? Mm. Mm. I wouldn't say I necessarily have been in a situation where I had to kind of stand up for my beliefs. Um, it'd be more of uh, me correcting somebody else that was trying to tell me something about who was wrong type deal. Mm. Like, uh, for instance, like today, for a matter of fact, like the whole Easter is actually, um, and my term brother brought this up because I didn't know, um, it's actually a pagan holiday from Constantine because it was like a it was like a fertility holiday like way, way back in the day. So a lot of people right. get confused with the actual resurrection of Christ because, you know, you can't throw in the whole Easter bunny and the, the eggs and all the other fun stuff. Wow. Well, I would have to say that, I mean, of course there have been times where I have stood up things that I believe in, but nowhere near to the magnitude um, at which those students face. I mean, I've never been in a situation where my life is at risk because of something I believe in. And in listening to the story and, and reading the story and listening to the things they went through, I just could not imagine having to make the decision to either, you know, denounce my beliefs to um, and, and basically plead for my life or to deal with the other consequences of not upholding my beliefs and, and deal with other consequences based upon that. So, um, I mean, yes, but really no, because, yes, I have, but nowhere near what those um, students went through. Yeah, that's okay. yeah. yeah. Me personally, um no, never been, like you said, in any situation where it was a life or death situation. Um, I did mention before I was raised a Jehovah Witness. Um, mm. So certainly I know what it's like to be a part of uh, of a religion where you're constantly being taunted for what you believe. You're mm-hmm. sort of the oddball, um, even though you have strict uh, religious beliefs. And, yeah, there are some situations you're going from people's door witnessing and in the ministry where you you know, there's hostile situations, and sometimes there might be someone that had a gun, fortunately never on me, but, um, mm. yeah, I, throughout my, my childhood and, of course, after um, my teen years, I, I converted to Christianity, um, and I'm no longer a part of that religion, but, you know, I'm used to that ostracism and that persecution, but, again, nowhere near the level of what those students <clears throat> experience. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, as far as me, I have never been in a situation where I've, ha- I've um, had anyone question my spiritual belief or I've had to stand up for it. I'm pretty transparent when it comes to that. People who know me, um, who I come in contact with, there's, there's really no question about what my beliefs are um, as far as me being a Christian. What I have had to defend and stand up for is myself, pretty much. Um, and that's pretty much been in the business sector. Um, sometimes knowing that me standing up for myself is not, not what they want, and that pretty much like if it's a business opportunity, I may miss out on on the business opportunity. But sometimes, mm. you know, you have to you have to let people know that you've reached a point where they can't push you anymore. Um, mm-hmm. And being a male and being in my business, I'm sure you know where I'm going with it. A lot of people um, sometimes stereotype me, and unfortunately they stereotype me wrong as being someone they could push over or um, maybe being weak. Um, so a lot of times right. I have to stand up for myself and let them know that you're not going to do this, you're not going to do that, you're going to do exactly what we agreed on. Um, and a lot of times I do have to take it there. And people are surprised because they know me as being all sweet and innocent, which I am. <laughs> but um, when it comes to business, as, uh, even in our, our meetings, you know, I'm pretty straightforward about the things that I want, and um, I, I don't sway on those things. So I have never had to stand up for my religion if I got in that that position, um, then I'll just be dead because, you know, for God I live and for God I die. But um, I've just come into situations where I've had to stand up for myself. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Well, 
while we're speaking up, standing for yourself and the end times and the last days. You know, we yeah. promised a special show tonight, and yeah. that's exactly what we have prepared. Um, we There's never going to be enough time for this guest because she has some just intriguing theories and concepts and things that we'll want to know more about. But I do want to remind listeners the phone lines are open, the web chat's open, we want to hear from your, you, your questions, your comments, and your concerns on the topic. So you can call in 1917-932-1078 and press 1 to be put in the queue to be live on air. Um, but when we come back from commercial, we're going to talk to Dr. Joy Pugh Jeffries. Uh, she's not only a best-selling author on a wide number of books um, that she's written on Bible prophecies and God's revelations for these times, but she's also a musician that has classical pieces on the subject, as well as having a background in psychology and science. Uh, so we encourage you to stay tuned, prepare to be blown away, and get information that might actually give you a brand new insight as she shares uh, from her vast experience. When we come back from commercial on Let's Face It. Thank you for tuning in to the hottest station out, the Survival Radio Network. This award-winning network has over 900,000 downloads with 30 powerful shows hitting the airwaves Monday through Sunday. If you're looking for inspiration, motivation, and education, this network is for you. Check us out by visiting www.survivalradionetwork.us. Onward to one million. And remember, we do radio. Do you know that having a dirty filter in your heating and air system can cause major damage to your unit and pollute the air in your home? Having proper maintenance to your heating and air system is just like getting a tune-up on your car. Because you want today and avoid spending unnecessary money tomorrow. Call Temperature Design Heating and Air today, 770-823-7160. That's 770-823-7160. Thank you for tuning in to the hottest station out. The Survival Radio Network. This award-winning network has over 900,000 downloads with 30 powerful shows hitting the airwaves Monday through Sunday. If you're looking for inspiration, motivation, and education, this network is for you. Check us out by visiting www.survivalradionetwork.us. Onward to one million. And remember, we do radio. Make your business dreams reality at the Dream Project Symposium, April 16th and 17th, 2015, at the Georgia World Congress Center in downtown Atlanta. Hear from business leaders including CEO of Starfish Media Group, Soledad O'Brien, CEO of Johnson Publishing, Desiree Rogers, Celebrity Top Chef, Chef Robley, and Grammy Award winners Estelle and Indiari, and more. Register today at dreamprojectonline.com, presented by the Igami Group, Presidential Financial, Verizon Wireless, and Delta Airlines. Do you have tax issues, owe back taxes, or need tax relief? Contact L&B Tax Service today. L&B offers you over 15 years of expertise and first-class tax service for individuals, professionals, and business owners. With nationwide service, you can easily find a location near you. Contact one of our tax professionals through our website, lbtaxservice.com. That's www.lbtaxservice.com. L&B Tax Service Incorporated. Tax professionals that you can trust. SRN Survival Radio Network. Oh, okay. 
Welcome back to Let's Face It. Tonight we have the privilege of having Dr. Joyce Pugger, a.k.a. Dr. Joy, as our expert guest to teach us about the end times and the subtle things that we might be overlooking. Welcome to the show, Dr. Joy. Thank you so much for having me on and, and to be a part of your show tonight. I just appreciate it so very much. You're welcome. You're welcome. Well, hello there, Dr. Joy. This is Janae Kay. How are you? I'm fine. I'm fine. It's it's wonderful to get to meet all of you all, and uh, I I've, I've just been really excited about the opportunity to talk about the research that I'm doing. And after I spoke with Elisa the other day, it just seems like um, there's a lot of things that may be of interest to you and to your listeners. So I'm really looking forward to tonight. Great. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, let's get started, Doctor Joyce. Um, there's so many things <laughs> that I'm very intrigued about. Um, but you say that you had a supernatural dream at the age of six. Could you please tell us about that and how that has shaped shaped you and how that's made you become who you are today? Well, you know, at the time I didn't realize what it was going to do for me and for my entire life, but, you know, some things happen really young in your life, and you find out many years later that this was, <laughs> wow, this kind right. of maybe happened to you. But when I was six years old, of course, I had this uh, dream, went to bed just like any six-year-old kid, um, mm-hmm. and, of course, living in South Georgia, about the only thing I ever watched on TV was Walt Disney and Lassie. And, uh, you know, went to church as a, a, a child, The first, actually the first week that I was born. So I was always brought up in church. And, uh, and like I say, just, just went to bed like a normal six-year-old kid, and all of a sudden I'm in this dream that is one of those dreams that you just can never get out of your mind. And mm-hmm. what I really saw and what I believe I saw was what was going to happen at the end of days. And as far as what happens when the Battle of Armageddon has completed itself and what the destruction looks like and explains really to to me now why there, a new Jerusalem has to come down on earth because the, what I actually saw as that child looking off of this vast area that I now know was the area in which the Battle of Armageddon is actually going to be fought um, you know, it just it just pales in comparison to what we're told about Sodom and Gomorrah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as a child of that age, to have seen something of that magnitude. And when I was growing up 50-some-odd years ago, we didn't have, uh, you know, the movie theaters out there doing, uh, really blowing up things and showing you what it looked like. Um, you know, as far as colors and, and the way that the destruction was, I mean, they're just wasn't anything like the day after or anything for me right. to seen as a child. So children are most interesting for me to study now, especially in what they dream or, uh, you know, if they have near-death experiences, because you don't have anything to really manipulate the mind to make you say things or think things. So this was uh, such a uh, uh, traumatic kind of thing, and the fact that for for what seemed like an eternity, I thought I was the only thing left standing there watching this until I realized that there was actually a piece of what now I know is a piece of the temple that was left and how the blocks were and that I actually turned and looked and there was this there was this man standing there and he was looking out over this area. And, you know, when you think of a six-year-old child, uh, what it's like to be lost from your parents and all of a sudden you're in a dream and there's nobody and then all of a sudden you see this individual and they turn and look at you. I mean, I went from being probably the scaredest you could ever, ever be in your entire life and what you were witnessing to feeling like, you know, I'm not alone. And so when I turned and went toward this man, he was dressed in white and he had this kind of belt-looking thing around his waist and his hair was flowing kind of a little bit on the shoulders and... um you know, the the thing that I've told more people about that was the most horrifying moment right before this happened was the silence and and the ability not to even hear yourself breathing. And I don't think that I have ever been in a situation where I could tell you what it's like not to even hear your own breath. But that's how bad this situation literally was. That there was absolutely no sound. And so, wow. you know... When I turned and saw him standing there, like I say, from going from being so, I mean, literally scared beyond words, I guess is what I could say, um, and, and actually seeing how terrible this destruction really was, 
and then to like know that there was somebody that was there and and like I say when I went to turn to go toward him uh I re- I realized immediately this peace that just came over me and he specifically told me that I was not alone and at that point you know I woke up and got up out of the bed and went to my grandmother's room who was in a, a my grandparents lived with us and she was a Sunday school teacher at the church as well and is who took me to church the, actually the first week I was born and I went to her and I woke her up and I wanted to go to the church immediately because I knew at six years of age that what I had seen was absolutely going to happen. And I really felt like it was going to happen in my lifetime. And, you know, a six-year-old kid coming in and telling somebody, wake up when you go to the church, you know, my grandmother was like, okay, wait, 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 calm down, like any grandmother would be. And right. over the course of days, she would try to tell me, just calm down, just just take a deep breath, you're just a child, you know, the world should be fantasy, you shouldn't be <laughs> getting so involved in all this. But what happened was that I couldn't make people understand, because at that point in time, there was not a lot of discussions about the end of days. There was a lot of uh, preachers who would preach hellfire and brimstone, you know, and right. they you to death, maybe <laughs> don't go to hell. But what I had seen was not hell. You know, I had seen something that was going to happen on this earth and that I truly believed I was going to see it. So it forced me to start doing research at a very early age. So I have been doing this a long, long, long time. Wow. And Dr. Joy, this is Alicia. How are you this evening? Good, good. You know, one of the things we discussed that I, I just would love to have you share this concept with our listeners, you talk about the role of the penile gland and how it's going to be used against mankind at the end of days. Uh, could you briefly share what that means? <laughs> As you know, in our conversation briefly for me, it's like almost impossible, but I'm going to try to do that, you know, for the sake of the show as we discussed. The, the pineal gland is, is something that when I started doing the research on this, it began because I had an interest because of my background in psychology as to why people can literally sleepwalk and not run into things and why people who are hypnotized can do things with their eyes completely shut and recall things within themselves that does that just does not add up. It's almost like they're, they're seeing, but yet their eyes are closed. I mean, literally mm-hmm. seeing and their eyes are closed. So... When I started looking at um, the fact that this pineal gland is in the center of our foreheads, we were looking at it from a scientific standpoint and and looked at some cross-sections of what it looks like when you cross-section the brain. And what you get where this gland is located in in the forehead there, that when you cross-section it and you look at it, the brain hemispheres appear as if they're like uh, wings. And then the center of the pineal gland is in the very middle of that feathering of wings. And what it looks like in the moment that I saw it, I was like, oh, my goodness, that looks like the Ark of the Covenant. And so because I had studied so much about the Ark of the Covenant, immediately I'm like, okay, let's go back and look and and, and see exactly what's going on here because we know that, that when Jesus was here on earth, he told Pharisees and Sadducees that he was going to raise himself up. And they said, excuse me? And he said, I'm going to you know, raise this temple up in, in three days. And they laughed at him because they said, it took us 40 years to build this temple. There's no way you can raise it up. But what Jesus was talking about was his physical temple. And we know that God created us in his image. And mm-hmm. so in three days, we know the resurrection occurred. So the body is, in fact, a temple. And if it's a temple then it only is reasonable that the Ark of the Covenant, our personal Ark of the Covenant, is within us. No different than when the Ark of the Covenant, of course, is in heaven. And, of course, you know that Moses was giving the example from heaven on how to build that particular thing on this earth. But at the same time, it's not like the, the temple can be built with you know human hands. It literally is something that's very sacred. And so when I started looking at this pineal gland and the fact that it has such a play in our foreheads and it produces certain hormones that are very, very, very important. And one of them uh, that it produces is something called melatonin. And, of course, 
it seems that if you understand what you call this this pineal gland and its primary involvement with the body, you find out that those particular hormones that it produces actually gives us a capability of understanding good and evil. And so one of the things that stood out to me as a child that I'd never really quite understood, and I think that it was the first thing I thought about, was the the fact that on the doctor's offices, when I was a child, you would go in and they would have this staff-looking thing, and it'd have two snakes around it, and then there would be these wings out to it, and then there would be this little round thing on the very top of it. And immediately when I began to look at these cross-sections of the brain, I'm like, oh, my gosh, here we have the spine. We have serpents going up the spine, and what are they after but this pineal gland in the hemisphere of our brain? So if we stop and we think about that if Satan wants to infiltrate us, he may attack the very thing that allows us and was put within us to commune with the, with our mm-hmm. Father, the Creator, mm-hmm. which we know that was the reason that God gave Moses this replica design for him to allow the high priest to go in. And, of course, he had to be pure going into the Holy of Holies. But, you know, he went in there to commune with God. I mean, he he literally was in there communing with God. So when you think about that the Creator, who created us, wanted to have constant communication with us. So, therefore, it's no different than someone who, let's say, is a computer programmer or a computer uh, software producer. If he desires to have communication with his software, then he's going to have to create software that he has a connection to, either through a secret you know, word or a code or some kind of uh, connection. Because if he doesn't, right. then people will be able to hack in and cause a problem. So you look at the Creator and you say, well, yes, we know that he communed and he talked with Adam and Eve in the garden and that he had communication with them. And then down through the ages, he's had communication with his saints and the people that he directed and talked to, as well as the people today. If you, have, you, know, if you will listen, you will hear the voice of God. If you seek him, you will find him. But you don't mm. have to sit in a cobra position vibrating your pineal gland <laughs> to open it up to do such. Because when you do... You're bringing the serpent up your spine, and you're putting him in your holies of holies, which was set up for you to really receive information from your creator. And the more that I looked at this, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. You know, what better way for Satan to really try to get in on a party line so that we don't have direct communication to our father? And... And once you understand that the pineal gland is made out of quartz, and it is no different than your cell phone, which is a transform, you know, trans receiver. In other words, you can receive or you can transmit information. Mm-hmm. This is the same thing that your pineal gland is like. So if mm-hmm. you are, if you were made in the creation of your father, and he set up a program for us to have a communion with him at all times. He tells, he tells us to keep our heart and mind on him continuously. You, you get a better understanding that when you take your mind off of him and you participate in wrongness, then what you're doing is that you're opening yourself up to be able to invite in the wrong things. And what happens is, is this as the Eastern religions have been teaching, you know, pagans and that kind of thing for ages with Kundalini, I mean, Mm -hmm. they sit in a cobra position. They literally are vibrating the pineal gland, open it up. They're bringing the serpent up the spine. And, of Uh course, what really worries me is when you look at this on a doctor's office, then you go back and you start looking at what was sorcery and what was the Bible telling us about sorcery. It's the same thing as the word pharmaca. Pharmacy. So that means, you know, if you use drugs, then you're also opening the pineal gland up. And this gland is a very workable gland inside, would you believe, of lizards. It literally is called the third eye. So when you start looking around at all these things that are pagan, the third eye, you know, the top of the pyramid, how these things are just in your face, 
then you can see that Satan's been playing this game a long time. Because what I have found in my research, and which I mentioned in, in a lot of the work that I've done, including my books, and in fact this last Beguile series and the book before the Beguile series called Eden, the Knowledge of Good and Evil, I showed how the oracles that were on this earth were put in a certain pattern that was like what they call kundalini with the chakras of the body. And that the the crown chakra, or the opening eye chakra, was at Rosalind Chapel. And what they did in all these little um, buildings that they built over these oracle sites, the Knights Templar would build what they would call cathedrals. And then under those cathedrals, they built crypts. And what they would do is go into those crypts and they would sit and they would harmonically vibrate their bodies to be able to use earth to lurk energies, which are over mm-hmm. water where dragon ley lines cross. And these things are real because the Bible tells us that the witch of Endor, you know, is able to conjure up and do these kinds of things. It's not that the Bible tells us they're not real. It tells you don't do that. Because the moment you start inviting these things into you and opening your body up to them, you're receiving into your Holy of Holies the wrong things. And we well, know when well, Solomon enjoy. started doing that, then, then God left uh, the Ark of the Covenant and there was no communion with him. Well, speaking of harmonies and everything, Dr. Joy, I'm a songwriter. And, oh, this is Donald, by the way. Sorry about that. And um, I hear in your work that, you know, you talk about music to die for. And, um, could you explain what that is and how you believe that music is being manipulated? Oh, listen, that is because I'm a musician as well, and I, and I am a drummer. Uh, the thing that that's amazing to me is that we know that the Bible tells us that King David used a harp, and he literally could heal and he could soothe even King Saul. Mm-hmm. So when you go back and you look at, let's go back to the Hebraic um, tuning of that particular harp, and then you go forward into history, you see that the tuning of instruments has changed. One of the things that's most interesting to me is that the Great Pyramid has a sarcophagus. And in that in that Great Pyramid, you know, people have always thought that the, the Egyptians were buried there in the kings. There's no one ever buried inside of a pyramid. When you get in and you lay in that sarcophagus and you bang that sarcophagus with anything, it vibrates at F-sharp. And because F-sharp is a strange chord that you can tweak, I have friends that have played in, in rock bands, especially metal rock bands, in which they would tweak the F chord, and they would say, Joy, it was like I could see everybody's eyes just change. In other words, it was almost like they were locked in to the music. And, of course, that is a concern because as we have looked at uh, some of the cases scientifically of taking just nothing but plants, placing them into, let's say, rooms that are playing classical music all day, and then you take and you put plants into some of this rap music that's using like very vulgar words mm-hmm. and using a certain technonic beat to it, you find that the the plants literally die in that, where the plants in the mm-hmm. classical music don't die. But then you can take the plants that were thriving in the classical music and put them into the room where this other music is happening, and those plants will die as well. What's interesting to me, as far as beats are concerned, the body cannot withstand a consistent beat of 72 beats a minute. In other words, if you took and you put somebody in one room and you played those beats over and over, it would literally kill them. Now, you know, Satan plays the game in that he wants us to listen to music, and this is what really bothers me about these video games that kids play. They will put a running, like a fret or whatever that they're watching that's moving, and at the same time the lights are doing a technological dance, and it's causing like a strobe-like effect. And then you'll have a certain tectonic beat that is literally at a certain uh, frequency. And then they will sprinkle around within that, you know, pictures of, let's say, skulls and bones and death and that kind of stuff. Well, what you're doing is that you're playing with the brain because these binaural beats, in other words, if you put something in one ear and then you put another beat in the other ear, the beat 
in between those two beats will become a phantom beat inside of your head. Now, this is really bad because then you can actually light up parts of the brain as if the person had actually taken a drug. So, for example, if we map the brain and look at, let's say, what happens and what part of the brain is involved in smoking marijuana, what part of the brain is involved with DMT, what part of the brain lights up with LSD. Well, if you can take these beats and you can present the phantom beat within the brain like that, then you actually can call somebody to go on an LSD trip without ever taking the drug. So being able to produce Manchurian candidates, being able to manipulate the brain, open up the pineal gland, all these kind of things are being done, and people don't realize it because they're enjoying playing the game. It's like listening to the beats of a music and people will dance and they go, oh, I like the beat. And I'm like, did you listen to what the words were saying? Well, I couldn't really tell what the words, there was a couple of ugly words, mm-hmm. I couldn't really tell. But mm-hmm. see, that beat is putting it in your brain. And mm-hmm. that's why it's so important for people right now because at the end of days, that pineal gland, and there's already proof that it can be remotely controlled at a distance. Back in oh. the 1960s, Delgado was already planning on how do you stop an army without ever firing a shot in the 1960s. Now, we've got black op budgets that's been going on since the 1960s underground, especially with all the German scientists that we took out with Project Paperclip. Half of them went to NASA and half of them went to the Russia Cosmonaut Program. These kinds of things were being developed in Nazi Germany under Hitler. And his intent was to be able to produce people who robotically responded without thinking about what they were doing. And right now we're seeing Manchurian candidates being produced all over this country. You look at people walking into theaters, blowing people away, and then when you get to them and you look at them and look at their eyes and and see how they are, there's no doubt in my mind they've been playing games and their minds are locked on to something and they have been able to be infiltrated and used as maturing candidates. Mm. So our ability to keep our pineal gland communing with the Holy Father is a very important thing. Now, most of us who are Christians do try to keep our minds and our hearts on God as he has asked us to do. So we would probably maybe not do anything like meditation and do yoga and do things that would bring the serpent up the spine. So in order to get Christians and people who may not participate in that, then they're putting the fluoride into our water systems, changing our food structures, because once you shut mm-hmm. down the pineal gland, you you keep the the communication with our father at a, at a, at a, at a, at a at a pace that literally you can't hear, you can't feel. And people will go, I just can't feel anything anymore. I'm just, I'm just, I feel lost. I feel like I want something, but I don't know what I, what is it that I need? At the end of days, the Bible tells us that we are going to experience something in which if time's not cut short, that flesh is not going to survive this. And even the elect could not survive it. And the 144,000, interesting enough, are sealed in their forehead so that you can have communication with God. I, I take my research and show you that the Bible tells us prior things so that we can look to what the future holds. In the days of Noah, they got to the point that everything was mixed Everything was evil. There was so much evil that Noah was taken, and he was put inside that ark, and the door was shut. And for seven days there was silence and waiting. That same thing, he was sealed. It's what those 144,000 are sealed, to go through the great wrath. And that's where a lot of people get you know, concerned about when I talk about the catching away 
the bride it's coming for the bridegroom. The bridegroom is coming for the bride. Just as the people who went on up like Enoch and, and Methuselah and those people died before this final wrath took place. Noah was in that ark a little over a year. When we look at the end of days and the tribulation period, we're going to see that most of us will go right on up to almost that period of time. But the bridegroom is going to come back like a thief in the night. And when he comes back, he's going to take his bride out, and he's going to seal those 144,000, which the Bible tells us are 12,000 from each of the 12 original tribes. That's why it tells us in the Bible also, the first shall be last, and the last shall be first. Be first. But the problem is, if those 144,000 aren't sealed, they can't make it because the pineal gland is the final frontier of total control. And once it's controlled and Satan has you locked in, the game's over. So I know that I've been looking through that you've written quite a few books, and I've been looking through the reviews, and some critics say that they love a lot of your books except for the, the rapture portion. So I want to know, in your opinion, is the rapture a dying concept? And if so, what danger does that pose? Well, I think that the thing that got such a uh, a bad thing about rapture is that people kept saying, well, the word rapture is not in, you know, biblically in the Bible and Scripture, but catching away is. And the catching away, like I mentioned earlier, according to Revelation, there, it tells us about the, the churches that will be in, like, the last days. And the church right. of Philadelphia has promised that it will not go through the wrath. But the church of Laodicea, which is the final church, is a mixed church. And this is what I'm talking about, mixing, like, Chrislam together, those kinds of things where you put all the religions under one umbrella and you say we're all worshiping the same God by a different name. Mm-hmm. The commandment tells us that you will worship only God and only God. You know, and he will have you have no other gods before him. Right. We are different as Christians from those other religions because of that. But the Church of Laodicea was trying to bring everybody under to one, you know, under one roof. So when you look at this and you look at the fact that Noah was of the last of the pure, he was absolutely of the same kind of lineage the hundred and forty four thousand would be from. The pure lineage. The people that went out before that would be like the people who chose to follow you know, to follow God at that particular time up until the days of the flood. So, you know, let's say Methuselah died, Enoch was ported out. It was like a it was a catching away. So there's going to be a catching away of the bride. The same thing with the bridegroom. But the rest that are like Noah will be sealed in their foreheads to ride out the wrath. So the wrath of God is at the final end of tribulation. You know, I've heard it said, well, it's three and a half years, it's all that. I anticipate, because the Bible tells us how long Noah was sealed inside of that ark, that those sealed individuals will find the same number of days that they're involved with here before the Battle of Armageddon. So, you know, when we look at like a seven-year period, you would be looking at maybe the last year and a half of that possibly being the great wrath. But if 144,000 were only left, then that would say there was only 144,000 people on this earth that would be left for only Jesus. Well, the problem is it says 144,000 are of those 12 tribes and that they have never, you know, been, in other words, they're pure. My books go in to explain to what pureness is, because when God created Adam and Eve in the garden, he created seed after their kind. And it would take us a whole other show to explain why Cain was not a seed after Adam and Eve's kind, and why he's not mentioned in Adam's lineage. We, we have, you have to understand that because of that, that there is a separation between what is truly pure and what's not pure, mm-hmm. and um, and that and that's a, a real important process when you understand that humanity 
was created for a, you know was created by a creator, and that we all had this pineal gland inside our head for the purpose of being able to commune with us. And if we lose that communication, and if something can stop us from having that communication, I mean, literally, Satan wants to be on the party line. And God has already said, I'm not mixing with that. Either it's all me, or you can have Satan. It's not like you can have one and part of the other. It's no different when you look at the Bible. Either you accept it totally as the total trueness of it, or either you have to say, okay, I'm only going to believe parts of it. I believe parts of it then I'm, I'm not really believing the whole thing. You've got to believe all of it. Like people who say they don't believe in demons. Well, you know, Jesus talked to demons. Those things really are here with us. They're around us. They're disembodied spirits. You know, people will say, well, I don't believe in the giants. But you can go back to Genesis 6-4, and the daughters of men, you know, were approached by the, the sons of God, in which they produced these giants. And that is why the flood occurred. I mean, so we have to look at it, the whole picture. And I think that the thing that always was interesting to me in the New Testament where it would tell you that if your eye was of light, it was good. But if your eye was of darkness, then it was evil. And when you start understanding that the pineal gland is something that actually these illuminated individuals who have practiced what you call black masses and black, they do it in the dark because the pineal gland gets more melatonin in the dark. Mm-hmm. Dr. Joyce, this is Janae again. Yes. Um, I, I I was very intrigued by some of your other research with regard to mankind's DNA being reprogrammed. Could you give us more insight on that? Yes. The D, the DNA of our body is most unusual. It is like your personal fingerprint in that it has its own vibrational pattern. In other words, if your DNA is taken out of you and something happens to you, your DNA responds to it in the glass at a different area. So it's very unique to you, and it has its own vibrational pattern. And that's important because everything that God created has a vibrational pattern. I mean, I'm talking about the sun, the moon, the stars. Everything created is literally singing its own song. So God is like the great conductor. Again, he's like the person that did, you know, created the computer. He's like the great conductor. So everything he created has its own singing pattern. And you wonder, well, you know, people said in the Bible, how could the Bible be true when it says that God knows every hair on, number on your head and every thought that you have? Well, I'm going to tell you because of that one thing. Your vibrational patterns are giving everything about you, creator, no different than if you had software and you were wanting to, you know, get information back to you on how many people were coming in today and and where they were located at and that kind of stuff on your particular software or website. We're we're talking about the creator actually knowing everything because everything's vibrating. Now, if you're a conductor and you're a good conductor, then a string on a violin, if it's out of tune, you're going to pick up on it. You know, I'm a musician, and I can pick up my guitar and strum it, and I know, oh, that's out of tune immediately, okay? The conductor would know the same thing of his entire orchestra. God is the conductor of everything. Everything is singing. So every time something doesn't do right, he knows it. The problem is Satan knows that too, and it because you are vibrating and you are giving off certain negative and positive vibrations, he knows where your Achilles heel is. And people say, well, how is it that this always happens to me, but yet it doesn't bother you? Because you have a certain pattern of what upsets you. So then Satan goes, oh, well, this guy doesn't like to have his feet tickled, so I'm going to make sure that his feet hurt. Or this woman doesn't like to be left alone, so I'll make sure she gets left alone. It becomes a fight with the spiritual realm, and that's why the Bible tells us that we weren't made to fight that fight. It says we don't fight against flesh and blood, but of principalities and powers in higher places. This is why the spiritual realm is so dangerous, and that's why opening up that pineal gland and getting yourself involved in that spiritual realm, you are opening yourself up to the lower spiritual realm where Satan and all his demonic beings are at. 
And mm-hmm. once you do that, you can be possessed. And we, you know, there's there's so much research that I could go into on possession that it, it's a real it's a real thing. And there have been priests who literally died trying to exercise these demons. Now we know when Jesus was here, he drove them out, and he went into the swine, and they went into the water and drowned themselves. So these things are here with us. They are very real. The DNA is vibrating, okay? And your pineal gland is like a quartz, and it's transmitting. Then let's say everything that you think, do, or say, every second of every hour of your life, God knows it. And so, you Mm -hmm. know, the Spirit is going to be judged, and the Bible says that he gave us the Spirit that's within us, and it's going to go back to the Father because he created it. You're going to have to answer for everything, don't think that you're going to get there and go, well, now, I didn't mean this. Because I would tell you in my work in psychology, when you put somebody under hypnosis, you can take them back to when they were four years old, five years old, seven years old. You can put them and say, I'm taking you back to first grade. They will literally hold the pencil that you placed in front of them like their first grade pencil that was huge. They will turn their paper straight in front of them and write in these big A's and B's of their name. Then you can take them and say you're now into, uh, you know, the seventh, eighth grade. They will pick up a pencil, hold it, you know, like you would normally hold a pencil as you get older, turn the page sideways and use little bitty lines. Their eyes are closed the entire time and they'll write their name in cursive. You can tell them, well, who's sitting behind you? They'll turn around as if they're looking back there, and they'll say, oh, that's Johnny, and he's, well, what's he wearing? Well, he's got blue shirt on and pink this and that, you know. Literally can tell you exactly what's going on. So if the mind has the capability of being able to produce that under hypnosis, then your mind has the capability of doing everything as far as transmitting and receiving. Now, what makes this really a problem is that at the end of days, the Bible tells us you will not be able to buy a silver trade without the mark. The intent is to shut you down so that you cannot literally do anything. And if the pineal gland can be controlled and you can be made to feel nervous, anxious, feel like you can't get your breath, raise your heart rate, all those things in the pineal gland where your hormones are can be affected Remote, remotely control now by beaming particles, particle waves at you, ELF waves, electromagnetic waves, low frequency. They can be bombarding you. You can't see it. It's no different than you taking a radio and you know an AM and FM station. And if you don't have that little dial set right on something, you get interference. And that's what Satan is. He's interfering with your waves. And if he can get you off kilter and get your body out of sync with God, then he can literally take over your mind. That's why it's so hard, really, for people to be exercised once they're possessed. Because once you get in there, you have got to, I mean, if you want to get out of that, you have got to really fight something that's really within you. And he's settled within you. So it, it, it is it is something that the end of days, the Bible has warned us about, you know, that we need to keep our minds, our hearts, our, you know, emotions totally on him, that we do not get, need to give our minds to anything else. Because whatever Satan can put out there to entice us to get involved with, whether it's drugs or pornography or whatever, he's pulling us away and he's shutting us down every way he can, whether it be through food, whether it be through you know, fluoride, and whether it be through these things where, uh, you know, video games. You need to be paying attention. What are you listening to? What are you watching? What are you engaging in? And and you might think it's just simple. It's how Satan gets you. He makes it look pretty. He makes it look fun. That's exactly what he did in the Garden to Eve. He made himself look enticing. He made the, his fruit look like it was just like God's. It wasn't going to hurt you. You weren't going to die. And interesting enough, those pineal gland um, hormones is what really causes, uh, you know, our our body to die. So, you know, there's a connection all the way, a thread that runs all the way from the Garden of Eden to the end of days. And that's why, you know, I've always tried to 
include that in the titles of my books, Eden, the Knowledge of Good and Evil 666, and then, of course, my Beguile series, is, you know, this subtitle, Eden to Armageddon. Uh, if you get the understanding of how God created these things within us for mm-hmm. the purpose of really communion with us, then you can better understand how to protect yourself. And um, and you may think you're doing a really good job until you start reading some of the, the research that I've done because it'll start throwing red flags at you immediately that this is not oh, right wow. and maybe these things are why my life is like it is and why I'm not hearing from God. So um, I, I think it's really these end of days, I mean, literally, uh, yeah. if, if things continue as they are, you think about the cell towers and the ability of the satellites to control and, and, and do things with uh, computers. What right. if you're controlling the pineal glands and masses of people? You can literally make them hallucinate, get crazy, do cr- stupid things. I mean, honestly, it's like corralling us. And unfortunately, the Bible says my my sheep perish because of lack of knowledge. And I am trying so hard with my research to educate you on how science and religion are are connected and how you can see right. how all of this is was created. We are not just some chaotic thing out there. We have a purpose and we have a plan and we have a choice. And if we make the right choices, then we'll get to go back to paradise. If we make the wrong choices, Satan is just lapping his way to hell with our soul. And that's a terrible thing if you let him do that to you. Yes, it is. And this is such a great and spiritually edifying conversation. Yeah. We are running out of time. Um, So are there any last thoughts that you'd like to leave us with before we have to let you go? Well, I think the the biggest thing that I hope that people will take time to look at my research and to really study it because, you know, as an educator – my whole intent is once I give you this information is to take you to the next level in your own life so that you start doing your own research. It's vital. It's vital because the most precious thing that you own is your spirit that God gave you. And it lives forever. And I prove that scientifically in my work that once it's created, it's not ever destroyed. Let it live in paradise with God forever. Because living with hell and Satan in, in, in a terrible, terrible place, I cannot even begin to phantom what that would be like for all eternity when all you've got to do is make the right choices and to be aware of the game that's being played around us. I just want people not to end up there. That's my whole yeah. hope and everything that I've done and, and everything that I have seen since I was a child. I mean... I've not wanted to fool myself. I've wanted to know the whole truth. So my research, you know, has been since I was six years old forward till today. And uh, and it is my hope that, you know, if anybody has any questions, I, 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 I will answer my emails sometimes. It takes me a while because I do have a lot of responsibility. But I get emails from all over the world. You can go to my website. I'm sure you all have it posted at www.drjoy, and that's D-R-J-O-Y-E.com. Uh, they can click on, and I'll be glad to answer anything or try to lead you in, in the best direction because I literally want you to spend eternity with the Creator, something that really created us, that loves us, and wants us to have communion only with Him. Awesome. Yes. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming on the show, Dr. Joy. We really appreciate it. I have enjoyed Hopefully it you'll so come much, back. and I hope that Hopefully in the future I'd back. love to come back. Yeah. Yes. 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 <laughs> but thank you so much. I hope you you have a good evening. Okay. You too. Listen. Thanks again. Anytime. Have a good evening. Bye bye. Great. Great show. Amazing. Wow. Wow. Well, okay, well time is wrapping up. Yeah, we're going to take a quick commercial <laughs> comeback and tell you all about next week's show. So you're listening to Let's Face It on the Survival Radio Network. We'll be right back. America, we are your pets. 
and this song's dedicated to those people who don't have health insurance yet. In So don't accept defeat Now you can get covered and still Buy me treats So listen to me A talking pug, you see If you get health insurance Preventive care is now free So sweet You take care of your pets Now it's their turn to take care of you Visit GetCoveredAmerica.org To learn about your health insurance options That's GetCoveredAmerica.org And take care, people. Brought to you by Get Covered America and the Ad Council. Ended, and it wasn't. As we promised, the time has really ended ended, and it was a wonderful show. Um, But we're so glad to have Dr. Joy here. Um, the topic of the end times, definitely something to make you think. Um, yeah. And we all have some work to do to really do the research mm-hmm. on some of the concepts that she said that were just mm-hmm. thought-provoking. Yeah, she got me with yoga, way. though. The yoga. I did not know yoga. <laughs> you know, yeah. yeah. Not that I, I do it. But. Yeah, but, I mean, I, I've done it before, and I recently heard something similar, so but she confirmed it. I'm like, really? Yeah. And, you know, that that just drives home that point, Um, especially during these times. You always have to read your word and always do Mm -hmm. research. Um, There's always something else out there, and there's always more concepts. Definitely. Well, before we go to the commercial, I just want to take a moment to thank each and every one of you, Janae, Donnell, and Alicia, for coming on board and um, really just stepping up to the plate and helping me out. It has been a wonderful, um, what is this, four months now. Um, <laughs> all of you bringing your own flavor of your own time input to the show. It's really good to have a good team, and especially you, Alicia. Alicia does so much daily. Yay. I get emails, she contacts yeah, the guests. She contacts Aww, the guests. guests. Um, I just want to take the time to say thank you, thank you, thank you, and I'm working on something really special for you all. So go ahead and announce next week's show. I got to announce, and after he said he's working on something special, I want to know what something special is. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, if I must, we'll talk about next week's show. Um, awesome show. The show is titled, I Am Not My Hair. And, you know, we hear so much in the media. You know, the Zendaya comments. I think Solange Knowles has been just battered in the media for years. Um, but next week, we're going to have on Jessica Boyd and Maureen Ocholo. They are the co-founders of Miss Naturally Crowned Carolina, which is a natural hair pageant in South Carolina. And it's the first of uh, that area's natural hair beauty pageants. Um, We're also going to have the reigning crown holder, Chanel Johnson, on the show as well. Now, that wasn't enough. We also have musical artist Zaina Mauricio. I hope I didn't butcher that name. She's currently based in Los Angeles. She's a singer-songwriter, recording artist, and performer who was born in Dominican Republic, Congo. Uh, She was raised in Houston, Texas. And she sings in English, Swahili, Lingala, Najia, I'm sure I'm butchering all of that, and French. But she's written a special song on just natural hair and how you can rock that with pride. And one of the reasons we have that topic is because there's been so much in the media about um, whether or not you can be professional and have a natural hair. Um, And we know that there's the whole gamut of natural hair care products and all of that. Um, And, you know, there's some might say it's related to a racial thing. Uh, We had something this week where someone actually cut off their dreadlocks um, and encouraged other young men to do the same. So that's our show for next week. I am not my hair, and we invite you to stay tuned in to Let's Face It. Yes. So we're your hosts. I'm Will Strayhorn. I'm Janae Carey. I'm Donnell Lattimore. And Alicia Brown. 
for listening to Let's Face It with Will Strayhorn and friends on the Survival Radio Network. Please be sure to visit us on the web often at letsfaceitradio.com for the latest in show information, including upcoming shows, special guests, spotlight interviews, as well as exciting, innovative ways that you can be part of the show. So tune in next week for real people, real topics, real talk. Let's face it.